8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Right, let's get to the second half of the show. And, and first of all, I hope you enjoyed uh, the the conversation, the insights that flowed from uh, Dr. Uh, Musibudi Mangena. I think... Um, Lots of interesting things that he said, former Zapo president, but they have big challenges, Zapo themselves. But let's emphasize he's not directly involved in the running of Zapo. We'll have that podcast up tomorrow morning, 9, 9 a.m. Check it out, safm.co.za. Let's now get to the big picture where we look at a story and we try and understand what does this really mean. So the Constitutional Court has passed judgment on peaceful protests. We'll, we need to get the background of what that really means. And, and what, therefore, are the implications thereof. I've got two guests. Uh, Andy Mashaile is a strategist, speaker, author, national, is an activist, anti-crime activist as well, as well as an Interpol ambassador. Andy, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Good evening to you, uh, Ashraf, and it's good to be back on the heavyweight show of Thank you. Good. Uh, strange not seeing you in studio, which, which is what I normally do. But anyway, thank you for your time. Our, our <laughs> second guest is uh, Akolile Notswana, who is the General Secretary of the Social Justice Coalition, which is the SJC. Right, Akolile, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Thank you and good evening to you. Right. So I understand it, it, we were talking about a judgment. Before that judgment, there was there was a particular petition uh, put up by your organization, Social Justice Coalition. So what actually happened? I understand it's been going on for a long time. What happened initially and what has happened now? Um, so initially we had embarked, this was on, um, on the 11th of September in 2013, we had embarked on a protest outside the civic center um, demanding that the then mayor of Cape Town, which just resigned recently, um, fulfill her promises with regards to poor sanitation services um, in, in, in Kailicha specifically and in, in former settlements in general. Um, and at that particular protest, even though the plan was that this was going to be a demonstration, it ended up being, uh, which means that it was going to be 15 people or less. It ended up being more than 15 people, and 21 people got arrested um, because that was now deemed as an illegal um, illegal protest. And the 21 that we arrested, we arrested for um, attending, uh, convening and attending an illegal gathering. Um, but then subsequently, um, once when the magistrate court ruled, um, she ruled that the 10 people that had planned the protest, which were then conveners, were the ones that um, were found guilty of convening an illegal gathering. Those that atten- had attended uh, were acquitted uh, because that's not a crime to attend a, 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 a protest. Um, and then the SJC then um, appealed that particular magistrate's court judgment, citing that Section 121A of the gathering, which was used, to, um, to to arrest um, uh, the, the the conveners um, is, is is unconstitutional and goes against the um, right section 17 in the in the constitution. So let, let's understand this. What does the constitution then say with regard to protesting? What can and can't happen? I'm talking historically before the constitutional court judgment now. Mm. 
Um, in Section 17, it's clear. It says that um, everyone has a right to assembly. Um, but I think what is important and what is under, uh, what, what, what is important to underline, it guarantees everyone that right um, if that particular protest um, is, is, is peaceful and doesn't infringe on other people's other people's rights. So, so that is significant, right? Okay, so that's the one thing I would think if you ask most people about that, that would be their understanding in South Africa. We have the right to protest, uh, as for example is happening today, or it happened today outside the um, uh, state uh, state capture commission, where you can have a person testifying, as in uh, Pravin Gordon, and you can have people on the outside who have a different view to what what he's doing. And I'm talking about the EFF specifically, and they can do what they want. Now that's allowed, provided that's peaceful, right? What then changed that that got you as social justice coalition to actually take this all the way to the constitutional court meaning just just help us have a better understanding of where things went wrong initially and why this judgment is so significant um i mean the, the main reason why we 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 um challenged the the gatherings act um in that particular section 12.1a was because our protest was peaceful our protest was not disruptive um it did not um limit anyone in terms of access to the building, which was the civic, civic center. Um, and we were also not saying, because the main reason why we were arrested, and Section 12.1a criminalizes a gathering where there's, there's not been a, a notice given, if it's more than 15 people. And uh, we were not necessarily saying that we sh- people should not be given notice, but we were saying that the, uh, the fact that people are criminalized um, just for the failure of that um, is problematic and goes against um, the, the Section 17 of the Constitution because what the Gathering Act um, exists to do is actually supposed to facilitate the right to protest and not to limit not to limit the right to protest. But then when you criminalize people, then that is a limitation and that has a chilling effect. The criminal records put a stigma on, 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 on someone. Okay, but these were the criminalized who, who protested peacefully or violently? This was, this was a peaceful protest that was then criminalized. Okay, let me let me bring in Andy Mashaila. Andy, g- give me your take on this. Um, the, the Gatherings Act specified the number of people uh, that would um, make it easier for us to, me and you, Ashraf, to understand the difference between a demonstration and a gathering. Less than 15 is a demonstration. More than 15 uh, is a gathering. Uh, in line with my brother from SJC is saying, um, uh, our view would be, as ordinary members of the community, would be when we are uh, dissatisfied or we do not get the necessary kind of service, we will gather, we will come together uh, with us as members of the community. The number has never been a point of significance, Ashraf, but the law prescribes that there should be a certain specific number as given in the Gatherings Act. Fast forward to the judgment um, of the Constitutional Court. Let me rather, let me say I pay respect and tribute to the judge who uh, came around with this decision. Um, ordinary members of the community should therefore say what happens post this judgment? What is the impact of this judgment? The impact of this judgment, does it take into consideration that in the next form of gatherings, 
uh, would there be no violence uh, that forms part and parcel uh, of those gatherings of the protest? If there is, what then do we do from a a a a, a policing point of view? And the long and short, Ashraf, is um, the the judgment um, shows us that uh, there are quite a number of factors to consider before we come together as critical stakeholders. Uh, Section 206 that then specifies, according to a number of most municipalities, that says all critical stakeholders from emergency services management to police must come together to plan and to ensure that there is no violence. The long and short is, yes, this is a marvelous um, um, a judgment, but... One says, one would go to an extent of saying, what happens if crime is committed in the protest? Um, will the people be criminalized? Uh, criminalized? Uh, will the people be arrested? Will there be convictions? Will it turn around the decisions uh, taken by the Constitutional Court? The answer would be no. It leaves you in a ledge where you have, go, you have got to go and re-strategize and, and, and re-figure and reconfigure how you do things. Well, and, and I understand, you know, you, you have some specific concerns as well, Andy, about, you know, extending it to, you know, uh, the many protests that sadly turn violent. And, you know, you could get the, so the protest would inevitably be protesters versus a organization uh, or government or department that they're protesting about. But the innocent bystander would be the, the person who's driving by in a car, somebody who's walking by, and often they can get hurt when things go violent. And you're talking about cars getting smashed and that. What, what, are you, you know, what does the Constitution say about that? And has this come through in the Constitutional Court judgment? Um, it doesn't come through in the Constitutional judgment. The Constitutional judgment says if... Uh, the rights of others are not limited, then it is a peaceful protest. But the minute and the moment you see the violent service delivery protest that you saw in my home community west uh, of Begazal and all other areas where stop signs are pulled, where cars are stolen, then it changes the nature uh, of, the, of the relief that is provided by the judgment. You now have a criminal, um, an act of criminality in the protest that started peacefully. And the long and short is, we would be concerned. Um, I have had a situation where my car was stolen. Uh, it's only a few days, it's only a few weeks ago, and I had nothing to do with the protest. The long and short is, um, we have a responsibility to make sure that those peaceful protests in codes, gatherings or demonstrations, do not affect ordinary members of the community. But we have seen, based on facts, we have seen a number of people's cars being smashed, a number of schools being burned down, clinics, where I were schools in Boane, whether they were, they were all in Honor, all in Bekazar, and many other things. It becomes significant that... Uh, we, we as conveners uh, who happen to um, have been arrested uh, from the SJC 10 point of view, we as conveners would then have to be uh, in a position that would indicate who stoned whose car. This is uh, our understanding and this is the point of concern that one would raise to say when a car is stoned, 
uh, when a house has been burned down from a peaceful protest to a violent protest, who takes their responsibility in terms of identifying those individuals in the group that was protesting? Okay, so here's the thought to recap. Uh, all these years ago, 10, well, five years ago, 10 people who protested without permission, 2013, uh, now will know they'll not get criminal they not get criminal records. But how does this all change things? What's your understanding about protest and peaceful protest and the other one, peaceful protest turning violent in terms of accountability to all of that in the light of the constitutional court judgment? We'll pick up on that in a moment. I'd like you to give me your thoughts. So share it by calling in right now, 891 it's when we are reminded of special times that we miss our loved ones who passed on. But you can make your memory come to life with the Tree of Light Globe. Join SAFM and Hospice Vets on the 25th of November at Joburg Zoo from 4pm when we will officially switch on the Tree of Light. This is a perfect opportunity to spend a beautiful afternoon with the whole family for a good cause. Lots of activities to keep everyone entertained. Buy your globe at treeoflight.co.za or visit safm.co.za for more information. SAFM and Hospice Vids. No end to caring. So, you know, that's uh, Good Friday, Good Friday, Black Friday, Good Friday, Black Friday, certainly for many people, uh, is considered a day where they want to get a good deal, right? So it's around the corner. Ensure that your TV license is fully paid because you need to avoid the disappointment after bracing the long queues or the latest online deal being declined because you don't have this TV license. You haven't paid for it. So to get the balance on your account, simply SMS your ID number or your TV license account number. That's to 44210. SMSs cost 15 cents. For fast and secure online payment, go to the website tvlic.coza. TV licenses, making a difference to all your Black Friday shopping experiences. Hashtag made possible by you. SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, you can join in on the conversation. Share your viewpoint, 891 uh, Would love to hear from you. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint if you wish to add it on Twitter too. My one of two guests, Andy Mashaile, is one of them. Uh, Akolile uh, Natswala is with me, General Secretary of the Social Justice Coalition. They, the organization, put through that petition in the first place, which now we've seen this constitutional uh, court ruling. Uh, Akolile, do you want to pick up anything that, that Andy has said that you may find yourself uh, agreeing strongly or disagreeing strongly with? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a few things um, uh, to, to, to pick up on. And just to clarify, um, also in terms of the, the judgment, um, firstly, there's this mistake, um, which I think is um, it, it, it's misuse um, of the law uh, or what the law says. Um, by Mainly, it has been through the authorities um, that this, this, this use of permission and use of application when it comes to process, to process. Nowhere in the law, nowhere in the Constitution um, are these two words used. People don't have to apply and they don't need to get permission to protest. It's a mere factor of providing notice to the authorities that you are are protesting. And that's where some of the issues have come. Um, And so we should stop using permission in application when it comes to to, to, to protest and the right to protest. Um, Secondly, I think when it comes to violent protests versus peaceful protests, 
uh, many people in the public uh, would know more of the violent protest because that's what attracts attract attention. That's what gets reported more on in the media. Um, and the state in this particular application was using that particular defense to say that gatherings that are not notified tend to be violent. And what we asked as the applicants and what the judges at the Constitutional Court were asking was where is the evidence? There might be evidence of a lot of violent protests, but who is that compared to, is that compared to the number of peaceful, of peaceful protests? And um, we've seen that data that compares peaceful versus violent protests. Um, and so that's something that, that we need to underline as well. And not to say we encourage violent protests uh, or violence in protests. Um, I think it's important and it's noted even in the judgment that for, for, for issues or for purposes where violence happens in, in, in protest or around protest, there's common law to deal with that. If it's public property, then there's common law to, if it's, if it, then there's common law to deal with the destruction of, of public property. The gatherings act shouldn't be used um, to criminalize people if there's been destruction of, 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 of property. Um, and even if there is violence, is the limitation um, of a protest just because there was violence, is, is that justifiable? Um, is limiting the right to protest because there was subsequently after a protest or during a protest violence, is that justifiable? And I don't think in my reading of the, of the, of the judgment that the Constitutional Court agrees with that. I think the Constitutional Court does not agree with the fact that um, limiting the right to protest because of violence, uh, that that's justifiable. Yeah. How, how, you know, I mean, central to this would be the concern that too often a highly honorable protest for a very good cause uh, where people are, have the absolute right to take the stand and protest and, and we allow that even if we disagree, often turns violent. And often the organizers under whose banner these protesters protest uh, then will say it's out of our control. They are agent provocateurs uh, or there's one or two rotten eggs who've come to, you know, to, to destabilize things. How, how big a problem is that? Because it does appear to be that so many more protests now do turn violent and so few are, are now strictly peaceful and passive. Not that there's nothing. There is. But the numbers appear to be, you know, stay away from protests, they're going to turn violent soon enough. I think that again comes to, comes to the facts because, to the facts and the numbers. And uh, again, I, I haven't seen enough proof that shows exactly what, 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 what you might be saying, um, that more protests turn violent than, um, than, than, than the opposite. Um, I, I'm saying, as, as, as I know, that a protest that would get more attention is one where there would be fire, one there would be violence. And that also um, gets more media attention, and that's, that's how we think that because that gets more attention, that there's, there's more, of, there's more of, 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 of those protests. And also, I think what, 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 what you would find in the, in, the, in, the, in the judgment as well, that the fact that, again, um, there's, 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 there might be violence, shouldn't uh, mean that conveners should be criminalized um, because some conveners might have um, um, planned a peaceful protest. Um, and if criminality comes in, and again, this is what is being emphasized, that it shouldn't be blamed necessarily on, 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 the, protest, on the protest in terms of how it's dealt with, 
but the common law um, that should be used to, 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 to deal with that. So you shouldn't have a, crim- a criminal um, record um, due to an illegal, uh, so-called illegal protest. You should have a criminal record because you, distract, you disrupted a distracted property. Yeah, and there, there is a difference. And you want to pick up the difference there in that last comment? Um, there are a number of um, gentlemen in the Sharpville area who were formerly members of the CPF who organized a, a protest and went through the processes, all the, the required processes according to the Gatherings Act. The conveners themselves were caught in the act of unleashing wanton violence. Um, compared to the SJC um, gathering, I, I need to give them a round of applause for the peaceful protest when I juxtaposed it to what has happened uh, in, in Subville where there was destruction of property and many of those things. I think we need to look at the merits of uh, case by case, but in that same breath, uh, uphold the rights of the individuals who are driving by. Whether the peace, uh, whether the protest is peaceful, or whether the protest is violent, we who organise uh, these uh, protests have a responsibility to respect the rights of others in the same mm. breath, including other people in the same protest who might not agree with those who uh, would. Um, and, and do you and do you think that and do you think protest organizers in the past have taken on that responsibility of ensuring that it's peaceful, that it will not turn violent, Andy? Um, they have made commitments in all of those committees that uh, deal with protest. They have made commitments. I have sat in a number of them. They've made commitments, but when time to rise to the occasion came, uh, people would say, um, the conveners would say, uh, it was beyond their control. Um, they don't know who committed the crimes. They don't know who burned property down. Um, it has moved from one case to the other based on a number of merits and demerits to such an extent that people got uh, their records criminal, uh, they, they, they ended up with criminal records as a result of a few individuals who were involved, involved in the acts of criminality. Yeah, it's a big cause for concern indeed. Maybe time for one or two calls if you wish to join in. 0891 Notswana, General Secretary of the SJC, which is the Social Justice Coalition, also with us. Uh, have you had responses so far based upon the, the judgment today, uh, Akolile? Responses from, you know, organizations, NGOs, protesters, political parties, people who would normally take to the streets and protest? We've had numerous responses. Um, We've had numerous responses from the public, from organizations uh, who are commending the work that has been done, um, commending the the brave um, 10 SJC members and supporters um, that were arrested and were, 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 were convicted. Um, and, um, I mean, we, 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 of course, we haven't received any of, of those from political parties. Um, but I think this is an, an, an amazing jo- um, judgment uh, in terms of the protection of, 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 of right to protest. Um, because I think how, how this is framed, how we should, we should all be, continue to frame it, is that um, there has been and there continues to be 
an abuse of power by authorities using sometimes the law, but sometimes not, to try and shut down people. Um, and this particular judgment guarantees the right um, specifically for democratic participation uh, for people that do not hold the power or political power or economic power. And that's what is important about this particular, this particular judgment. How, how then do you think it'll, it'll change things? Um, I think firstly it will continue to encourage people or it will encourage people to continue to participate um, in, in, in a democratic South Africa by protesting. Um, and that means it will continue to try and encourage people to be active citizens and to try and hold those who are in, in power to, to, to account. And I think one of the things which we should also be necessarily focusing on in terms of um, speaking about the limitation of protests or the, the number of protests in South Africa is uh, I believe and we believe, many of us believe, that the only way you can try and limit protests is if you do your job as a government, is if you provide the services and if you fulfill the promises that you, um, you, you, you deliver to, to, to people. That's the only way we can be able to, to limit protests in South Africa. There's, there's a couple of SMSs here. Protests should be banned. Protests should be banned, okay? Protests create public disruption, government creating problems. Protests don't achieve anything but chaos. I'm not sure if I agree with that. If That suggests once you put people into government, you cannot say a word at all until the next election. If you look at some of the great achievements, in fact, the momentum story, and that's been overturned now, as you know, they're going to pay out. It's a protest. Whether the protest is on the streets or whether the protest happened on social media, it's a protest. So don't underestimate the right to protest. There's there's a couple more SMSs I just want to pick out as well. Uh, let me see if I can do it. When your protest interferes with my freedom of movement or right to live and work in a safe environment, in other words, don't cramp my space and my right to sue, you should, to sue you, should I suffer loss? Okay, let's get to maybe one more caller that I can take. 891 104 Tato's on the line. Hello, Tato. Tato, uh, good hello. Evening. How are you? I'm good indeed. Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay, yes. Um, look, I, I don't want to talk uh, much about the judgment that was delivered uh, today regarding the protests. Uh, I personally think that some of the judgments uh, delivered by our courts in this country are out of touch with the reality on the ground. Uh, first and foremost, I think, uh, you know, for your guest, uh, I think his name is Kolile, to say that uh, he's not sure if there are more violent protests than peaceful protests. I mean, that's uh, just uh, not being uh, honest with, with himself and, and, and obviously uh, the listeners. The fact of the matter here is that in this country, we know that uh, if a protest lasts more than three days, there is bound to be violence. On the first day, it might be peaceful, but the second day, third day, the more uh, days go by during the protest, the more violent it gets. It's a fact. I don't think it's something we should uh, uh, we should uh, debate. It's a fact. And now the question is, who is accountable for the violence that takes place during the protest? Because it cannot be business as usual. It cannot be business as usual, particularly for uh, people like ourselves who have experienced the violence, who were victims of violence during protests. You know, we get stoned uh, as motorists, and no one takes mm. accountability. Okay. So I think, uh, you know, there has to be some level of accountability. The organizers must take responsibility for, for the strikes, 
And I think what is frustrating uh, 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 is that uh, uh, we know that the organizers can stop the violence if they want to. Because they know who those people are. Well, there you are. are. Can uh, can uh, they really stop it? I think your point about you know people getting caught in a crossfire is is unacceptable, and I agree with you completely. Why should that ever be allowed? No matter what, Tato. Thanks for that. Let's let's wrap up now. We've got uh, a minute and a bit to go. So just final comments first from Andy Mashaile. Go ahead, Andy. In conclusion, one thing that we should be considering now. The one thing that we should be considering is the impact of the judgment on the plannings of the future gatherings and demonstrations and whether the ordinary members of the community will subscribe to ensuring that one enjoys the rule of law in this country. Okay, that's your thoughts. Andy Mashailio does many, many things, but uh, importantly, he's an Interpol ambassador and very much an anti-crime activist as well. Last thoughts uh, from uh, Akolile uh, Notswana, General Secretary of the Social Justice Coalition. Moving forward, uh, Akolile. Um, I think one, one of one of the first things I would encourage is for people to actually read the, 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 the judgment and read what it says and read what the Constitutional Court and the judge justices have said. Um, and secondly, um, I think the, the issue of sex and issue of, of sex is important. Um, and I think one of the things to try and, and also read the, the, the report that has, was released recently by an organization called The Right to Protest. And if you could see uh, that that particular report, that would be very helpful. But I think, I think lastly, um, there was also in the particular case equal education that had joined. And when we talk about closing down and shutting down protests in South Africa, that's very dangerous. Because what equal education was bringing was bringing upon the rights of children. And children don't have a right to vote. And protesting is the only way they can use to voice out their frustration and to participate in democratic South Africa. And so that's very important to to, to, to underline as well in terms of protecting the rights to, to protest. Okay, and that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you for your time, both of you. Akolile uh, Notswala from SJC, the Social Justice Coalition, and uh, thank you to Andy Mashayile, the anti-Interpol ambassador as well, on this important ruling or judgment around protest and Certainly those that were facing criminal charges will not. But what does that imply for the future? Still cause for concern. Let's talk innovation in a moment.